Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sponsoring this week's episode of Made by Mummers is My First Years, a brand that we are so excited about. We love them here at Made by Mummers, and they're also the number one personalised baby brand. They are, and I think it's safe to say that not only we love them, but they are loved by parents across the world. You can celebrate your little one's milestones and make memories this Christmas with gorgeous personalised gifts such as teddies, toys, blankets, clothing and so much more. Yeah, it really is the perfect gift. My favourite has got to be their soft, super snuggly dressing gown, which I got for Luna and then Kit ended up pinching it. Uh, Their red-nosed reindeer or penguin outfits, also so adorable. Oh my gosh, so cute. And whether that's for a new arrival or a toddler, you can treat them to beautifully packaged gifts that are adored by customers, celebrities, and even royalty. Ooh, who are you talking about, Georgia? I think she's got the intel. (laughs) Uh, My first years have also introduced their character collection. Whether your little one loves Peppa Pig, looking at you there, Gigi, uh, or Paw Patrol and you, Kit, you can ignite their imagination with their favourite friend. Save up to 50% off my first year's best gifts this Black Friday and use our exclusive discount code MADE5 for an extra 5% off. That's MADE5 for an extra 5% off. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. I'm 40 now. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say, I don't think we actually fully wished you happy birthday on a podcast episode. No, you also didn't call me all day on my birthday. No, because I couldn't, because I had to lie to you. So I just had to blank you. So now you know. <laughs> you were like, I'm busy on Wednesday night. I've got some event to go to. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, well, she's going to call me and wish me happy birthday. None of my friends called me on my birthday because they were all in this big lie, the big surprise party that happened, which, by the way, was possibly one of my favorite moments ever. I was completely in the dark about it. Dozer pulled off <laughs> what can only be described as, you know, the ultimate kind of birthday celebration. We had like a surprise dinner and then walked upstairs and then there was a, another hundred people in this bar. It was amazing. And also it's so good that, I don't know, because when I got there, I thought she's going to see people. Like she's going to, you know, it's a small area like yeah. where, the, where the party is. She's going to see someone like through the window or, you know, just, 
just go outside. I don't know. I just thought you'd see, but you didn't. And it's amazing. And it was so fun. No, it was absolutely brilliant. And I, oh God, Jesus Christ, my hangover on Thursday. People turning out on a a rainy Wednesday night in London and Mm -hmm. everybody was messaging me the next day going, I'm dying. I'm trying to do a call. I can't go to work. I was like, ha ha. Welcome to my birthday celebrations. Oh, did you have a really good time though? Oh, mate. Thank you so much for coming. It was absolutely brilliant. And thanks to everyone listening who sent me lovely birthday um, messages as well. I really, I read all of them and I, and yeah, thank you. I felt the love. Oh, good. I'm so, I'm glad. And you're back from gallivanting from your two nights away with your lover. Should we call him that? Yeah, my lover. Oh my God, I've actually got something really embarrassing. I've actually got two embarrassing stories. I'll save one, but I'll tell you the most embarrassing one first. So we actually had three nights to ourselves. Um, And my mum and dad had the kids for the first two nights and then James's parents for the last night. And so my mum and dad stayed at our house and James's mum and dad came to pick the kids up. And my mum realised she hadn't packed like an overnight bag for Gigi or anything. Now- Ages ago, a brand called Hanks sent us like a load of condoms, lube, like all this stuff. Sent who? Me, me right? What? And what? Yeah, I know. Why the filthy what? one off brand. Why did you know? Yeah, and oh, it, it was in a canvas bag, like with the brand on it, and like it had a gift note in it, probably saying to Georgia, "Have fun" or something. Anyway, this bag is on the back of my door. Okay, and okay, um, easy access. We all know said, why. My yeah. mum said, "Oh." I couldn't find a bag to put Gigi's stuff oh, in. So she was like, so I just put it in the bag that was on the back of your door. She was like, oh, there was some stuff in the bottom, but I don't know what it was. I just left it in there because oh, God. Uh, James's mum and dad were rushing, wanting to leave. <laughs> so my mum sent Gigi to stay at my in-law's house <gasps> with, first off, a brand of condoms on the side of the bag, but... Also, a bag filled with probably about 40 condoms and two bottles of blue. No. <laughs> oh my God, no. Oh God, don't. No, I actually Ugh. feel sick. I feel sick now. And then we went yesterday oh, to pick, pick her up and nothing was mentioned at all. Oh my just gosh. Nothing. So no one said just, anything. So it was real awkward silence. Just nothing like- said. Nothing said. Just the bag handed over. Oh. Oh, and it's the in-laws. Like when it's your own parents, you're kind of like, oh, it's a bit embarrassing, but whatever. But the in-laws. Yeah, yeah, just not not embarrassing. Like my mum thinks it's hilarious. My dad also found it really hilarious. Well, we do too. Nothing can be worse than that. That's me. happened to me. That's happened to me once where I, um, Doz's dad was down with his stepmom. So not, mm. not even his mum, his stepmom. And I was like, I tell you what, I've got this great new show that I should, uh, that I think we should watch tonight. Dodger was playing rugby. He was at a game, whatever. And I was like, it's brilliant. It's called Black Mirror. I was like, this is one episode. It's supposed to be amazing. And he was like, oh, brilliant. So there we were settling down, glass of wine, get into the episode 10 minutes in. And oh I was getting more and more embarrassed. I could, sit, could hear my cheeks going like this. Because oh. this saliva that my mouth was producing because I was so uncomfortable. Anyway, eventually I just stood up and went, anyone want tea? chocolate biscuit oh don't actually i just can't bear anything like that um oh gosh oh god yeah so seamlessly moving on from condom to (laughs) our guest today i know she'll love that seamless link um i have known personally known this um, amazing lady for about I think in 10 years, because I worked with her brother wow. and take me out for a really, really, really long time um, when he was just a baby and so was I. And um, But I really love her as a mum now. And I 
what I really rate is how honest she's been yeah. because as we know, which is one of the reasons why we started Made by Mamas, there is all this kind of um, beautiful dance and masquerade of perfection. And actually in reality, some days are really, really rubbish. And this lady um, isn't frightened to say it, is she? She's definitely not. And I think it's really great when we have someone who really gets down to like the nitty gritty, like everyday goings on that happen when you have a newborn and like because it's it's difficult isn't it sometimes when we have chats about it we're you know well for me three years ago I was in the newborn stage and you you tend to forget all those little things that actually feel enormous to someone who's going through it right right now Mm. um and it's quite nice to kind of reminisce and think how far you've come but also if there is anyone listening to this who is in that stage now I think this chat will be really useful and something you can really relate to um I loved I absolutely love chatting oh and me she was one of my favorite guests actually um so let's get into it because um we need we need you guys to hear it George who are we chatting to today in case you haven't guessed from Zoe's Clue we are (laughs) chatting to the one Jess Wright. Cannot tell you how excited Georgia and I are to speak to this incredible lady today. To be honest with you, I don't think she needs an introduction because everybody knows who she is. Please welcome Jess Wright to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you? <laughs> We're good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, just kind of navigating that massively huge, amazing journey that is motherhood as well as everything else and in between. Um, but yes, I'm very well, thank you. I'm obviously doing um the range with my first years which is has been Yay. amazing um we did like a little photo shoot me and presley and he just loved it he was so sweet and um i just love the brand they've got the most amazing products and really a reasonable price and the best thing about them all is that you can personalize everything so like we've got furniture in his bedroom with his name on it clothes teddies you name it, like they can personalise it. So yeah, it's just been so nice. And I think back like years ago when my friends had babies, I'd always go to their website. Yeah. Nine times out of the out of ten, get them the personalised robe. Yes. um, As their present when they were born. So because then you know the name. So it's been a website that I've kind of gone to since forever um so to be able to collab with them and I just believe in the product so much so yeah it's been really fun and the baby's just yeah he's been really good with it he loves it I mean congratulations the last time I saw you 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 know you weren't even pregnant we didn't you know you were talking to me I remember having a conversation with you about your sort of fears around falling pregnant there was a lot of questions going on in your mind a lot of unanswered you know fears and thoughts and all the rest of it now just take us back to that period because it wasn't that much of an easy journey to get pregnant with Presley was it um well that's the thing it kind of was um if I'm honest Zoe you're the one who inspired me um to freeze my embryos because I saw your article I think it was with Fabulous as well was it Fabulous yeah and yeah you were saying how you went through early menopause and your sister did and you were both in your 30s immediately I kind of knew there was like a risk of that but I didn't know how much um until I saw your article so literally everything transpired from your article because my mum went through menopause at like 41 uh, and her mum at like 42 I was like oh my god I'm getting married in a pandemic it might not happen um we might have to keep pushing it back and we don't want to kind of try for children yet because we're you know, we'd only been together a few years and everything else. So we wanted to get married first. And yeah, so we froze our embryos, which was um, 
that was a bit of a journey, but actually a real success. We got five, like five embryos in the freezer and everything else. Um, but we still, I still had in the back of my mind, like, oh, any day, you know, it could be early menopause for me because my mum did. And, you know, it can be five years earlier, yeah. like you said. Mm. So I was just basically being precautious. Um, and then when my, my wedding came up, we basically three weeks before the wedding, I just said to Will, I don't think we need to be careful anymore because the likelihood of me falling pregnant, I'd never been pregnant before. The likelihood of me being pregnant is like so slim straight away. Um, we, I don't even know if I know if I can get pregnant. Like, you know, it, it's just, we might as well just not be careful. And then lo and behold, that one time um, that we tried or like wasn't careful, if you like, um, I fell pregnant. So I was pregnant at my wedding. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did you know? I don't no, know I didn't have a clue. Oh, no. wow. So basically, my periods were always, are always like two, three days max. Um, I've never had like a long period. So I came on on my wedding day. I was like two days late, but that's quite common for me as well. I'm, always, I'm not always on like time for my period it's always a couple of days late um and they're about my cycles like 35 days so I came on on my on my wedding day thinking it was just my period and then nine days later I was still bleeding um so I emailed the gynecologist that we froze our embryos with and I was like I think I'm going into early menopause because of the stress of everything with the wedding and the pandemic and I was rehearsing a tour up north up until two days before I had to leave for Mallorca for the wedding and the wedding was in three days time it was just like crazy crazy times and she was she was like have you done a pregnancy test and I was like no why would I I'm bleeding and she was like because sometimes it can happen um so obviously I was like oh my god like surely not like we've only been like not been careful once twice max probably I mean we barely had time before the wedding you can imagine um so yeah I basically went to the Mercadonna in Mallorca because we were still there. It was just me and Will at this point. Everyone else had gone home. We were just having a bit of time on our own. And um, we got two pregnancy tests, but we went back to the pool. We had lunch around the pool and everything. And then a little while after, um, I was like, right, should I go do this test? Like really thinking there's not a chance in hell. I don't know why. I just thought there's no way. And um, and then, yeah, I came out the loo, like literally the, the swimming pool toilets. Like they were kind of <sighs> hidden though. They weren't like on the pool. Um, and I was like shaking and Will was st- stood outside and I was just like crying and I was like, I'm pregnant. And then because I was bleeding, I was thinking like, is it a legit pregnancy? Like, mm. you know, what's going on? So my my I was advised to go to like a, for a scan when I got home, which I did, but they couldn't find, um, it was too early to find the heartbeat so basically I had to go back three times 10 days in between each time right and and for 10 days between that I had COVID as well um so I had COVID I didn't know if I was pregnant and I couldn't tell anyone so I'm like we just got back from the wedding happy honeymoon (laughs) yeah I know right what were those periods like because uh, you know any waiting for any kind of medical oh, or I anything I didn't know what you meant then which periods <laughs> no, you were talking about no, no, those periods of times like those 10 days in between scans like it was what just was torture, going on in like, your mind it was torture because all I wanted to do was tell my mum and sister as well um but obviously like I just thought there's no point in me telling them because if I'm not then I'd rather just like let it go and I'd tell them like another time whatever but I just yeah so I didn't but I was just like at home had COVID and I was like oh my god like so I went back for the second scan and then they were like we still can't find a heartbeat and if I'm honest it's not looking likely so then I kind of felt like this pang of disappointment and I was like that means you clearly 
you know, you, you want this baby, which I knew I would always want the baby, but it really like brought home how much I wanted to be pregnant at that point. And, um, and so I was like, oh, that's a shame, but, um, I'll go back in 10 days anyway and check. And then I went back in 10 days. And when I was in the, when I walked into the room, I heard this baby scream in the, in the corridor and I'd never seen or heard a child there before. Like it was not a maternity thing. It's just like a scanning ultrasound place for all different things. And I was like, oh my God, that's a sign. And then they found the heartbeat and (gasps) here he is. Presley is very much here and screaming and shouting and laughing and doing everything else so were you on your own for that final scan yeah I was on my own because it was covid restrictions so um I just got out of the uh I got out of the hospital and I didn't ring well I went to um a shop near me and I bought like these little frames and I asked for extra extra scan pictures I mean when I say scan pictures it was like a bean it was like that you couldn't even see it was a baby and then I put them into like um two little frames and I called my mum and sister. I was like, I'll oh, come round. I want to show you something from the wedding. And then I FaceTimed Will and I was like, held it up. And I was like, we're having a baby. And yeah, it was really sweet. And then my mum and sister came round and they, I pretended I'd got them something to say thanks for like helping out with the wedding or whatever. And they opened it and they were like, my mum just screamed. And then <gasps> Natalia was like, I knew it. I knew it. You didn't drink the other night at the Indian. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> like whatever it was. She was like, I, I knew it. But they were still both in complete shock. My mum was just crying. They were both crying. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like the story, how Presley got here is pretty insane. But um. Yeah, so we've got him and then we've also got the five embryos in the freezer and my husband's like, I think one's enough. <laughs> and I'm like, no, he's going, yeah, one's enough now, one's enough now. What What was it going, so taking your mind back to when you went to have the embryos frozen, what did they t- sort of uncover about your fertility at that point? Did you have yeah. low AMH? What was going on? Well, my I remember messaging you, didn't I, Zoe? You probably yeah. were like being bombarded at the time by other women. But I um, it, my AMH, I remember it being two point something. But yeah, so they did say to me that, my fertility it was it was wise for me to do it if you like yeah but I just I always say how much I wish that this was like spoken about more because girls just aren't aware and Mm, it took me to read your article Zoe for for it to really ring home and like like oh my god I need to take action had had you always kind of discussed early menopause in your house because I think that's part of it like people don't even talk about that. no we you haven't know, so, at all yeah okay so yeah. was th- was it that that made you ask your mum like what happened like when did you go through the menopause um I kind of knew that she did because she had my sister when she was 39 and then she went through menopause a couple of years later and I'd never forget it because she was all over the place um so we all remember when she went through the menopause but we like I it was only from that but I mean it's so weird because like if I had a daughter now, like growing up, yeah. I would just try and educate her so much on all of these things. And uh, we we are just not like, we, we should, we should be taught this at school. Fact. 100%. 100%. We should we literally be like, there should be like a, a class just for women and girls and every week or every two weeks. And they basically, it's all about periods, menopause. Um, I don't know, like sex, sex, hair. Yeah. Like whatever it might be, like mm. because we grow up completely oblivious to it all, which might be quite nice because we believe that you know everything's a fairy tale and everything else, but actually it's not yeah. reality. And then you get up and it's like boom, shit. Like when I was speaking to my doctor, Dr. Afana at IVF Matters in London, she was like, I know a girl that came to me recently and she's 30 and she said, Oh, I want to freeze my embryos now because um, my eggs now because I'm worried that I might go into early menopause because my mum did. And when they checked, she was already going into menopause. 
So oh. it's like, why aren't we told about this stuff? Like, oh, do, you, do you know what, Jess? It's so annoying. I, 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 that's it, my poor sister. That is the, that is the yeah. example that's been so close to home that, you know, had she had all the information or had it been spoken about at school more or those conversations, yeah. had, had they been had more frequently, she would have frozen her eggs in her 20s and could quite possibly be sitting here with a baby today. And mm, that was I completely know. taken away from her. And it's just the most devastating thing to see somebody go through. And for her, um, Luna looked at me the other night. She saw me changing my patch and she was like oh mommy's changing her estrogen patch like we're having those conversations right yeah. I'm like you're six and she was like but what does that mean and I was explaining to her about eggs and all that and I suddenly thought you're six years old maybe you're a little bit too early but you know a bit bit too young but as soon as she's able to really compute and understand we are 100% going to be going there with those chats you know yeah, no shine sure. away from them because that that will be her 21st birthday present I'll pay for her to go and have some of her eggs harvested so that if she oh, has the so choice sweet. I mean people that's look at me and think that's I think it's a great no. idea I, I, I was going to say, and I think that will happen more and more as, you know, as we know more and more. But also, like you said about periods, you, you said, oh, you know, my period's usually two to three days. It's this long. I think yeah. so many of us don't actually know what's normal. Like what exactly. is, you know, what are the signs? Like a, a longer period means what? A shorter period, yeah, what does that what? mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think we just kind of get on with it or we're on the pill for like 15 Since years. Since we're 16 years, yeah. And we have no idea what a normal period is. It, it, it is, it's scary. But Even like I'm, the pill, yeah. like putting hormones into your body with the pill. It's like, I came off that about five, six years before I got pregnant because I, which is not advisable because obviously I didn't want to, you know, hence why I didn't even know if I could get pregnant because I didn't, I didn't get pregnant and I wasn't on the pill. Obviously I was careful, but you, you know, you, whatever but I didn't want to put the hormones into my body which again isn't good advice because people need to be protected but you know we're not given any information yeah. of what pill should be right for you like I was on one that was contributing to potentially towards anxiety that I had in depression so like hence why I came off it but I was never told that it took me mm. to do research and you know literally look online and it was there in black and white and I was like oh right so you should sometimes google shit because you know it can be helpful but I don't know I just think yeah like there should be literal classes every week for girls at school about all this stuff because yeah. we are just literally led down the garden path yeah it would be really interesting as well to get more information at that age that you know the pill isn't just your only option you know you think about your feeding your body like you said Jess with the hormones of that early age we're obviously doing it to protect our young girls against you know teenage pregnancies but also at the end of the day unless you're in a serious relationship at that time you should be able to have the power to be able to say do you know what I'm going to use a condom in this situation because I'm not in a relationship and yeah. the rest of the time I'm going to get let my body I don't know just just live na in a in a natural state like I, I what is right what is not do they do they fit the coil for somebody who's 16 years yeah, old Yeah exactly there's there are other there are other kind of suggestions but I think the only way you can find out is if you go to your GP and be like what are my options? But a lot of girls, you know, they don't know to do that or they don't. But I, yeah, I, I just think that there needs to be a lot more spoken about, like for, for your sister, Zoe, like it's devastating. And, and if only mm. she'd known earlier, like, no. yeah. And that's why, you know, we, we, I've got two girls, that conversation is going to be had. Georgia, you've got Gigi, you know, Jess, I don't know if you're going again, but if you know, if there's a little girl in the family at some point, um, yeah, yeah it, we, we've got a real responsibility now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. We'll be right back after this short break. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Let's um, talk about your pregnancy. So you didn't have the easiest start. Um, how, how was the rest of it? Um, God, it was up and down. Um, hate moaning because I always feel like I'm like, oh, God. But it you was just up in a safe space here, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I just... First, the first 10 weeks, I was on tour for half of it for um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, this show. Well, I was on tour probably for about three or four I can't even remember now and I was shattered but other than that I was fine I didn't didn't I didn't feel sick it was fine then it got to about 10 weeks and like all of a sudden the nausea came and I was like wow this is awful it was like having a hangover like you know like you just crave hangover food um that's the only way I could describe it and then later on in the pregnancy I, I got um the pelvic pain wow oh, yeah that is something else um so I went to a local physiotherapist and she like was so good she really really helped me and then it was just the insomnia and the heartburn so yeah it was just the insomnia and the heartburn just a little bit of insomnia (laughs) no do you know what though I think that insomnia pregnancy insomnia is something we haven't spoken about a lot but yet so many people go through it and I think everyone and but also Mm. it's everyone says to you oh make sure you get all your sleep in now before the baby comes and you're thinking I can't (laughs) literally (laughs) and you've got like this massive heavy stomach and it's everything isn't it's like you get out of the bed and it's like oh it's yeah you definitely can't get the sleep in at the end of your pregnancy that's for sure so really we're sleep deprived from like seven months of pregnancy did Presley have a full head of hair yes jet black so that's the that's the indigestion isn't it because that's the hair yeah. growing yeah I didn't know he, oh that. he he and he was so active in my womb to the point where we had reduced movement hence why I ended up having I was induced but like now he's such a lively little boy he's a hundred mile per hour 24 7 it's hilarious um and now I'm like you were doing that in my stomach like Jesus Christ yeah <laughs> just you were you mad. were busy tell us some info about the birth so tell us like the highs the lows how was it so I was induced um I think five days before I was due and they basically tried to induce me five times um which is how they like with the gel the examination thing which is not pretty it really hurts and I had gas and air for that um and I'm the biggest wuss in the world I just I'm such a wuss and so yeah they did it five times and it just wouldn't I didn't even dilate half a centimeter so he was like you can either go home and come back or um we do an emergency c-section now basically did really didn't want to have the c-section because I was like I've gone this far I really want to and I'd done hypnobirthing so I really really wanted to go for a natural birth but in the end it was almost like he didn't advise me but indirectly if it was his wife he would say do the c-section because his point was if he's not if you're not dilating half a centimeter now it could be because he's in a bit of a dodgy position and in the end he was so thank god we did do the the c-section um which was crazy I don't know if you guys had but 
yeah, the C-section. We haven't had a C-section, no. Pretty wild. Um, I think my husband was panicking more than I was, but he's he's like that. But it was just mad. There was all these people in the room, obviously, and it's it's quite traumatic, that C-section. And especially mm. because I'd had 48 hours in the hospital trying to be induced and nothing happening. By the time the baby got there, I just think I was all over the place. And I think it probably contributed a little bit towards the postnatal depression because the minute I stepped in my house, I was in the hospital five days in total, and I felt fine. Um, and he was just like this ball of amazingness and just wonderful and sweet. Although he did, his oxygen levels were low when he came out. And so he spent the whole day in an ICU. So I did have mm. that detachment from him, which was horrible. And I kept saying, can I have him back? Like, what's going on? You're telling me he's fine, but you won't let him come back. But mm. they were doing the best they could by him. But I, as a new mother, was was just like, yeah. give me my yeah. child. Yeah, of course. So yeah, that was all a bit weird. And then the minute I walked through my front door, I just burst into tears. And, and it was like, it was like, being hit by a bus with depression I don't know I, I don't know why and I don't and again once again I'm the one moaning about it and it's like I had a bad pregnancy my birth wasn't great and yes, then I've don't got post- say that. hey hey hey, hey don't say that don't you're, say not, that. you're not you're not moaning and I think not. it's something that so many people feel do you think and I know what you mean about as soon as you walk home it's almost like it, it's reality you know, when yeah. you're in, in a hospital and you're surrounded by people who know what they're doing or Absolutely. there's other eyes on the baby, there's other eyes on you, you almost can feel like safe or like some people do. And then when you get home, you're suddenly like, okay, this is this is now. it. This is mm. my life now. Mm. I think that was the feeling. That really was the feeling. It was, wow, this is my new life. Almost mm. mourning my old life, which is so yeah. sad because obviously I'd never change it now for the world and I didn't want to change it then. But I think I was mourning who I was before and yeah. what I had before for this new world that I was clearly scared for and, and not ready for because I don't think you can ever be ready for it. Um, and also, yeah, like I think all the hormones because it had been like the fifth day or whatever, the f- third day some milk was coming in and all that stuff and then I was feeding him from the breast but then feeding him bottles because he'd been in the NICU so it was just it was just all over the place and then I couldn't work the bottle machine so I just collapsed in tears and my mum was like and my whole family were there and then like my dad didn't know how to deal with it so he was like what's the matter with her and it's like you know like when it's just like cheers dad yeah cheers big mark yeah well done for that dad that was just brilliant good timing but um yeah so it was just crazy but then after about four weeks it lifted and I just felt completely normal thank god let's not let's not skip past those four weeks because I think they're going to help a lot of people listening um were you vocal about how you were feeling to the closest people around you and what was their reaction yeah I was really scared to say it because obviously I was worried about being judged and also like didn't want to worry anyone but they just like I was just on my last nerve every move you make it's like am I doing the right thing and every I hate babies crying anyway so if he would cry about he had reflux so that wasn't good and then he had a cow's milk allergy so he was on five different milks so if I'm honest it was just a complete roller coaster from the start um it wasn't plain sailing and I'm not don't get me wrong I doubt many situations are but um yeah so I just basically sort of lent on will and sort of told my mum how I felt and like my friends and that was it really I I didn't know what to do just Mm. 
you just got to kind of ride that wave hoping that it will kind of pass and then every and every take every day as like something new I think that way that you just described the feeling of fit, fit being on your last nerve all the time is such a good way to almost summarize how so many new mums feel because I know exactly yeah. I know that exact yeah, feeling so. you're almost on edge the whole time because you don't know what you're doing you don't know if you're doing anything right I remain remember with my first Axel I would dread him waking up that sounds so awful but I just while he was asleep I felt like oh god he's it's so so true. so true and as soon as he'd like sort of just make a little noise or I'd think no 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 no, please don't no, I don't don't want, don't want you to wake up because I don't want to feed yeah. you and it's all going to go wrong if I feed you whether yeah. that was yeah. on the boob or like I'd give him a bottle when he just puke it up everywhere and so you just live in this constant state of like anxiety yeah. almost yeah, yeah. literally George, I love you for sharing that <laughs> yeah me too because honestly that is exactly how I could how I, I couldn't have put it better myself and I'm covered in psoriasis at the minute. I don't know if you've seen any of my posts, but I've tried to be vocal about that as well because there's so many people in that position. But I'm convinced it's because of that anxiety because now everything's evening out with him. His reflux is a lot better, um, although it's just taken a bit of a turn for the worst, but we're getting there. And he's on like a dairy-free milk and he's weaning. He's like really good. Yes, he is on the okay. Yeah. He's on, um, and, and anyway, yeah, so you can imagine, it's just like now things are evening out. But even now when he's down for his nap, because I'm like, right, we need to get his naps right because then he'll sleep better in the night and all yeah. that stuff. I'm like, I'm doing things in the kitchen, even though there's a sound machine on in his in his room, I'm like doing things in the kitchen and I'm like putting them down like slightly. And then I'm like, Jess, stop this because like that's anxiety again. Like I'm yes. constantly living in that God forbid I wake him up because I think I've been a bit scarred from what happened in the first few months because of his reflux and the cow's milk allergy. So he was screaming in pain and me going, right, that milk's not working. This milk isn't working. And you have to go to like specialists or your doctor and then there's no appointments. And as a new mum, I mean, I don't want to, I want to scream to the rooftops about like babies with reflux and cow's milk allergies, like get help immediately and just get to the bottom of it because yeah you just live in like this state of what's going to happen next what's happening tomorrow is he going to scream is he not going to scream is he going to be okay on this milk how long is it going to take till till we know if he's okay on this milk do we have to up the dose of the omeprazole yet like oh my god so he's so he's so he's exactly the same as kit he's on near kate and omeprazole yeah it's exactly the same as kit that journey is so savage and like you said there really isn't very much information or it's not spoken about the way it is because we are fed and this is my this is why i get really angry because i think the narrative directly after birth is not the correct narrative to tell mums it's not this oh the baby's gonna put their head up and just get you know the baby's just gonna breastfeed it's gonna be this beautiful moment and everything's gonna be great and it's like it's just sometimes it's fucking bullshit Mm. it's just not you're setting us up to fail because then when it doesn't those moments of utopia don't happen you're Mm -hmm. like well hang on i don't know what to do here because it's supposed to be blissful and it's not Mm. Yeah, and then the worst feeling is when you're trying to put a bottle in their mouth and they're just rejecting it because they're in pain and you don't know what to do. You're like, my son needs to feed and he can't. Like, it's it's awful. And, Mm. yeah, there's no information. You're sent out of the hospital and they're like, bye, good luck. Like, where's the care for the mothers? Like, we don't get any care at all. But also the whole thing when you're talking about all the different milks, I think – you know, we, we know that breastfeeding can be quite hard and you hear lots about it. And almost going to bottle feeding is meant to be like the easy route, but it's so not. I mean, I don't know any friends who have literally just given their baby one milk and just 
it like straight away yeah. it's, well, it, I do and it's like it, yeah you it's do, you do. Like, I do I do know girls that that have mm. done that and I envy them and I'm like wow like your baby literally is textbook that's that's incredible yeah. but then at the same time it's like I wouldn't change Presley for the world because he's just got the funniest personality and they're all different and everything but there there's no doubt about it everyone has their different paths and mine's not been easy and clearly you guys like some Get people it. do just have a baby that sleeps through at 12 weeks I know one that's very close to us he slept through at 12 weeks he had a bit of reflux but went on to a different milk straight away fine on it come off he's fine now has no reflux and still sleeps through the night it's like our journeys couldn't have been more different like and so my experience of first time motherhood c- couldn't be more different than theirs and and it just is what it is it's potluck mm. do you know what though I think I don't think you ever come out of it completely unscathed no. in terms of like the bumps in the road and yeah I'm not you know like what? taking away that it's been difficult no, it's either just, for them because it's just clearly so, it's it has but it's just so interesting because you think like my, my our lovely agent Kathy who's just come back off mat leave she's a new mum now and um, her little one's one and she was like sorry guys I can't join in your camp because mine is sleeping straight through the night and I and she goes you can tell me to fuck off if you want and I was like fuck you literally you <laughs> I was a just you wait mum I was like you're not going to come out of this you know with, without something coming along and that is that is that is parenthood like it doesn't help you yeah. out in those moments I'm not where for you a second got, saying that oh, those I people know, have it I know, easy because I totally I'm telling you now motherhood is brutal no matter how <laughs> how it comes but to you do you know what if you are having it easy at the moment I definitely had an easy start with my second GG yeah you like, did uh, it was they like a that, dream it was like a dream I was thinking this this can't be real like sleeping through yeah. the night so early like wow this is amazing and now she's three I would take I would take back her not sleeping you'd, through you'd the swap. night I know this is what they say as well isn't it like the bad sleepers at first good sleepers after good sleepers at first bad sleepers after and then you have one that's you know all over the place and one that's perfect plain sailing yeah so it is what it is but um like I said you just you just roll with the punches don't you and I always think as well like it just it's character building it makes you stronger yeah. and it's a it's a learning curve and I think if I did have a second when and if um I would be so much more confident this time around and be ready to see those signs like do you know you'd, you'd kind of know what you're looking for within reason mm. yeah totally and the reflux thing as well if it ever happened to you again like yeah. you said you'd, yeah. you'd instantly but how are you supposed to tell the first time around I mean it happened to Kit <sighs> he was my second I didn't have an I didn't have a clue what was going on I thought I thought there was something seriously long-term wrong with him and he had Same. dairy and eggs he's grown out of both of them now so they're Amazing. like there's 100% hope for Presley how old is he he's six months on Thursday have you weaned him how's the weaning process yeah I started weaning him and um it's really good he's he's really good with it to be fair um he's he's taken to it really well he 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 doesn't know how to spit out which is brilliant (laughs) he can't figure out if he doesn't like something (laughs) to spit it out so he just sits with his his mouth open like with the tongue with the food sitting on his tongue as if to say right take it back out please (laughs) and I'm like no (laughs) have you noticed um, anything to do because of the reflux um any sort of food groups that he's enjoying or not enjoying um well at the minute I'm doing root root veg because I started to give him some fruit as well like some baby rice with apple or something and I felt like he his tummy was a little bit thingy by it so mm. I've gone straight back to root veg and I'm just sticking with that for the minute but I'm like he's having like carrot and swede first thing in the morning I'm like has sort of keeping up with work made you feel like you do you think it's it's kind of yes. helped you yes a million percent like I feel like 
everyone's different but me personally I really still want to work and love to work as well as be a mum um so yeah no I've been so grateful to be so busy it's been a really busy time there's been loads of awards and red carpets hasn't there Zoe it's just been mad yeah. I'm, I'm in pure hibernation mode now so I'm just gonna let you do all the glamorous red carpet things no Jess. I'm, I'm, like I'm with you I'm asleep every night at eight like... o'clock now <laughs> <laughs> me, me and my husband no joke we get into bed at like eight half past eight every oh, night oh yeah Litter, we lovely. all do we're in the same camp here so now yeah. obviously I know your brother really well but I and but I've never seen him you know in that sort of like paternal role you know yeah. and I'm sure we see posts on Instagram and stuff is he loving being uncle to Presley yeah he's and baby Josh so my brother had a baby three months yeah. before us and um yeah now he loves them he's obsessed and the fact that they're boys as well you can imagine he's in his element he's like <laughs> roughing them up picks them up throws them about and yeah, he's he's just loves it. He's he's like FaceTimes me yesterday while he's in the bath. He says and they're all like oh. send videos, send pictures. So me and Josh are always sending stuff into the family group of the two of them. Um, so That's it's so really lovely. really funny. Yeah, you've got such it. a great family that that it, it feels like for me from the outsider's point of view that it's it, it's the whole family getting involved in the in the in the process of raising the babies, which is really lovely. Yeah, you know, we always everyone's talking about involved. Takes a village, but yeah, what a yeah, lovely thing does. for them to have. My dad <laughs> just knocks on the door like on the willy nilly. He's like, is he asleep? and I'm like no he's awake he comes in he like holds him kisses him plays with him for about five minutes and he's like all right I'm off and I'm like <laughs> you never came to see me for five minutes not before. even a cake <laughs> exactly just checking in oh brilliant yeah um obviously you've given loads of advice um throughout this podcast but what would be the best piece of advice you've been given or a piece of advice you would give to a new parent listening to this? I think it's got to be go with your instinct. Uh, so many times as a mum, I've thought, I feel the need to do this. And I and I question it and you question it and then I'll do it. And I'll be like, I'm so glad I went with my instinct again. As a mother or a father, I think you just know what your child wants. Well, hopefully most of the time. And um, so I'd say go with your instinct and don't be afraid to ask for help. Like I'm also mm. one of those people that's like so open to advice on anything and everything to do with my baby. Like, whereas I know that some people can be a little bit like I know best and I don't want anyone telling me how to, to be with my child, which I get because everyone's different, but I am the one that's like, tell me, give me advice. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best way yeah. of doing this? You want to hear all of the advice rather than just some of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Literally. Yeah. I yeah. feel like that. I think that's why I do, that's why we love doing this podcast so much because we like getting loads of different people on with loads of different voices, loads of different ideas. So you can you can you can hear it all. There's yeah, nothing it's the best. It's like being yeah. a mum listening to your podcast is insane because you do you and you hear so many other people in the same position as you, which is yeah. always nice. It's yeah. like we're not alone. And yeah. also you can figure out what you want to do yourself so you can get all the opinions and then you can think right okay that's not for me this is for me yeah. and kind of create your own path with it yeah. yeah or you can take like a snippet of advice from something but not the full thing and then that will still help you with your little routine or whatever it's yeah, yeah. it's great yeah. um and Jess before we say goodbye um could you just tell us some of the brands and some of the products that you're loving at home for baby and for you oh gosh um okay so in the first few months I used the Tommy Tippy bottle making machine next to the bed which was oh, a game changer yep I've got so many. The Bjorn Borg little bouncer. Um, it's it looks like a, such a simple product, but oh my god, it keep he keep he's so happy in there because he's quite a lively baby. He just kicks his little legs, um, and he's yeah bouncing away. Um, oh, I got the Snoo Cot as well, which is quite oh, pricey. Yeah. Oh yes, but amazing for um, newborns because and the first I'd say the first sort of five five to six months because it swings like it kind of rocks, and then also if they cry, it rocks faster. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. And then that does white noise and it just looks really aesthetically beautiful in the living room. So loved that. Got so many. I used the Dr. Brown's bottles. They really helped with his burping. Um, yeah. But I used the man teats because I started in on him on man and he didn't take to new teats, obviously. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. God, I've got loads. I want to give you them all because I really think as well as a new mum, you need to know all this stuff. Um, he loves the Nuck Dummies, the little newborn white ones. Um, also, Newbie do amazing products. Like we we take their sterilizer away with us when we go away, their travel sterilizer. Yeah. What else? What else? Vital Baby sterilizer is the sterilizer I actually use at home love mamas and papas for clothes as well as my first years for his clothes furniture um and like memory boxes and everything else so yeah Brilliant. Brilliant. I, f- I feel like we could just keep coming to Jess. I might just ring Jess up and be like, what should I get my new mum Give friend? us a list. Oh, give us a list. <laughs> um, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. We've, we've been dying to have this conversation with you. And oh, just thank, thank you so you much for having for being me. so honest always. And, and keep doing what you're doing on Instagram as well, because I think you're helping lots of people buy that sort of like rawness. It's really, oh, really great. Oh my God. Thank you so much. It was so we nice love to you. see you. Both. Thanks, Bye. Jess. Bye. Oh, I love her. Oh, me too. She, yeah, I mean, I loved how honest she was. And actually, it's really not like, okay, she talked about her struggles, but it's actually lovely to hear that she's really enjoying it now. Mm. And she's sort of come through the other side. And, you know, everyone's story is different. I don't know if you if you felt this from her, but I actually felt a little bit sorry for her in parts because I felt like she was always having to sort of justify that things were bad for her. And I felt like she was sort of going, you know, I know a lot of people have it really, really bad, but like a baby that has reflux that mm. severe, let me tell you, is savage. And it's okay for her to, you know, come at the podcast and and be really, really open and raw and honest about how dreadful it was. And she should Mm. be able to feel free to to say that. And, you know, like everybody's story is different, like you said, Georgia, but, you know, a baby with reflux, Jesus, you know, that that woman needs needs a lot of hugs (laughs) off the back of it. No, absolutely. And I think so often we can feel like we're moaning about, you know, about what's going on. And of course, there's always going to be someone worse off, always, but it doesn't take away from how you're feeling in that moment like you can I mean I moan about trivial things all the time and James will be like oh gosh like you know don't worry don't worry about those things but they feel like big things and especially when you've you've just brought a new human into the world Um, it's a big task Um, so yeah I think it's so important to say all of those things and and to honour that that you feel like that and and that's you know it's absolutely fine it's so normal I feel like she's got a lot of support in her camp as well like yes, Jess is one of those girls that she you know she's got her family around her she's got great friends and stuff and I think she's so kind of she's so likeable and um, as I said earlier on I feel like Jess as a mum is my favourite Jess so yeah I can't wait for the story to kind of because I, th- I don't know if she's finished there <laughs> might be another one no then we'll get her back yeah, on yeah I know we're just at the start yes. we're going to chat one on for ages <laughs> <laughs> so Jess please come back yeah, on yeah please come back on Jess um, thank you so much for listening to today's episode as always we would love for you to rate, review, subscribe and please give the podcast a little follow and if you know any mums that aren't listening dads, parents uh, who aren't listening to the pod please please let them know about it because we're trying to spread the word a little bit further yes we would love that and if you've got any suggestions for guests you'd like to hear from topics you'd like us to cover then please do just drop us a DM on Instagram we're on at madebymummies and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> <laughs> 